You're listening to the Nerd on Mike Commentary. I'm Jeremy Jones. San Diego Comic-Con was last week, and this is going to be a special podcast with brief one-minute commentaries on five SDCC-related reveals. First, the Defenders are coming. Marvel dropped a new trailer and announced that the Defenders will be hitting Netflix in August. This is awesome. Netflix has been slowly prepping the Defenders in a similar fashion to Marvel Studios' slow, gradual setups for Avengers and the upcoming Avengers Infinity War, which means we'll hopefully get a beautiful payoff to the long wait. So far, the cast chemistry that is displayed in the trailer give me a high hopes for this epic culmination of five seasons, which span what I believe is 65 episodes. From the relationship between Matt Murdock and Elektra to the love triangle between Luke Cage, Jessica Jones, and Claire Temple, the hand had been standing in the shadows of New York, and now it sounds like all the legends, all the fingers, everything will be converging. I'm a little hesitant for the sole reason of what comes next. We know Punisher is on the way, hopefully this fall, but how will Netflix continue the Defender story after the series' big payoff? I'm excited to find out. Second, Stargate Origins. Now, I love Stargate. As a teenager, I'd probably align myself with Stargate over Star Trek or Star Wars. It was my first true sci-fi obsession. So I was sad to see how Stargate SG-1 wrapped up in what I'd consider to be a disappointment. And as much as I love Stargate Atlantis, I never finished it due to entering the workforce and living a retail schedule. Also, I never picked up Universe, but I can't say that it ever piqued my attention. Now, years later, we hear that Stargate is returning with a new series, and although I don't think we've been seeing much more than that, I'm on pins and needles. The teaser trailer showcases the raising of the gate in Egypt and presents this as almost a prequel to SG-1, so I am curious how much it'll tie into the television series, or if for some reason, they'll take the rumored approach of abandoning the TV canon in order to realign with the original film. Either way, this will be something I'll be setting my cloud-based DVR to record. Third on my list is Krypton. Once upon a time, the WB decided to create a prequel to Superman, showcasing the developmental years of Clark Kent. Now the Sci-Fi Channel, which I admit I sometimes forget exists, is going to go back further, 200 years before Kal-El's fateful escape in a rocket bound for Earth. So what is the draw? No one really talks about the House of El beyond Jor-El and his brother Zor-El. I think that is the biggest draw for the series. We don't know what's going to happen. We have a new star in the form of Seg-El, who is, to paraphrase an article I found at Vox.com, fighting to redeem his family's honor. This is a massive change from the established idea that the House of El has always been an honorable and prestigious family. A couple of things I'd love to see in the show would be the House of Zod. They've always been showcased as a family that is at odds or in the shadow of the House of El, so show the families as having a long and twisted history. Also, let's see a reference to Brainiac and Doomsday. It's a blank canvas, and if done right, sci-fi could paint a masterpiece with Krypton. Fourth, we return to Marvel, who is working to establish their television foothold. They dropped another trailer for The Inhumans, and I'm highly anticipating the series. I just don't know how they'll approach it. Ever since Disney bought Marvel, there has been a shifting of properties to highlight Inhumans over mutants, since Disney can make more money off them while Fox hogs the X-Men 
and related properties. I could see this logline as being something to be seen in a movie, so I'm curious as to how they'll approach it in a weekly series. Although it looks to only be 8 episodes long, so I'd almost consider it a miniseries event rather than a proper TV show at this point. Finally, my fifth reveal. Now, as a collector of Transformer toys, I can't forget to mention the unveiling of Hasbro's next line of Transformer Generation toys, The Power of the Primes. Hasbro has been working diligently to appease both children and nostalgic fans for the last few years with the toy lines Combiner Wars and Titans Return. They've introduced two mainline gimmicks in these lines, Combiners and Headmasters. So far, these lines have allowed for a plethora of fan favorites and harder-to-find characters that have only been released in Japan. Now we've got the final installment of this Prime War trilogy, and I'm over the moon. From a new Starscream and Jazz to a new Hot Rod that combines and evolves into the Autobot leader known as Rodimus Prime. There are a ton of toys to be excited about, and while they are simply rumors, it looks like collectors can look forward to Beast Wars, Optimus Primal, all the Dinobots, and much more. As you can tell with the other reveals, I love an epic payoff after a slow buildup, and this final entry in the Prime Wars looks to be something I'll waste a lot of money on. Thank you for listening to this edition of the Nerd on Mike commentary. Feel free to subscribe to the podcast. Until next time, I'm Jeremy Jones.